Welcome to Discovering Dementia and to this short mini-series of seasonal interviews. I'm Penny Bell and as many of you will already know, my mum has dementia. It's getting close to Christmas and I know I'm thinking already about the best ways to manage things this year. Having dementia in your life can make celebrations and festivities more challenging and you really work hard to try and balance everybody's needs. According to Alzheimer's Research UK, around 52% of the UK public know someone who's been diagnosed with a form of dementia. So planning get-togethers with family and friends can be enjoyable, but sometimes the hustle and bustle of Christmas preparations can create its own anxieties. Dementia UK is a specialist dementia nurse charity providing support to families affected by all forms of dementia. The support is provided by Admiral Nurses and I've been talking to one nurse about her role and getting some tips on things that may help at this time of year. I'm Rachel Webb. I work as an Admiral Nurse for Dementia UK. Dementia UK is a charity who has Admiral Nurses. We have some uh, across the country that work face-to-face with people. My role is virtual, so I specialise in Lewy Body Dementia. So we provide support to carers, families, people with dementia. But our role is specifically for those people with Lewy body dementia, just because of the nature of the type of work that we do, that Lewy body dementia is quite rare. We get one or two people in cities. There's not many people in localities. We tend to do virtual stuff in terms of that. And then Dementia UK is the main role is obviously we have the Admiral Nurse Helpline who support carers via either telephone calls or emails or you can book a, a virtual appointment and do a zoom call with an admiral nurse as well so for the admiral nurse service you can have any type of dementia or be caring for someone with any type of dementia and your role is specifically louis body yes so my role is specifically louis body so uh, into our service so we sit behind the helpline so people initially contact the helpline speak to one of the admiral nurses and it can be anything you can phone the helpline for anything to do with dementia getting a diagnosis, trying to get an appointment with a GP, anything like that, please feel free to phone us. Um, and then obviously if someone's identified as having low body dementia and they feel that this, their family would benefit from some ongoing support, they're referred into our service. And how is Lewy body dementia different to other types of dementia? So Lewy body tends to have slightly different symptoms. So some of the core features are hallucinations, which often the person with Lewy body dementia either isn't aware or isn't overly distressed by them so often it's the impact on the families that the hallucinations it's not one of the most common things when we think of dementia we think of memory and not being able to complete tasks and often people with Lewy body hallucinations can be one of the first symptoms that people get another thing associated with Lewy body dementia is Parkinson's symptoms so people can have mobility symptoms and often again these are the first things that come so it's getting better, but previously, a few years ago, GPs would struggle and people would be going to neurology or they'd be classed as being psychotic when actually it was there was an underlying dementia there. And one of the main things with Lewy body dementia is that it's not good for them to have antipsychotic medication. So it needs to be done very, they can still have it, but it needs to be monitored much more differently rather than just being given the, the prescription by a GP or something like that. It's good to hear that things are improving in terms of diagnosis now. So what's the best way to prepare for a celebration like Christmas? I mean, it could be any celebration and this is just the one that's sort of about to hit us. Um, How would you advise people to prepare? 
So, I mean, in terms of preparing for this celebration or any other celebration, on the Dementia UK website, we've produced the 12 tips of Christmas. So if people wanted some information, they can go and look at those. And so things like, especially around Christmas, we say to people, plan ahead. So things like medications, obviously we all know pharmacies, shops, everything like that, closes. Um, be aware of what, if, you are, if you've got to contact with secondary services, so like mental health services or consultants, be aware of what their opening hours are. Did they close for the full 10 days, eight days? Um, and if they offer any out of hour service as well. So usually they produce something, so GPs will produce and have that to hand just in case you need it. So things like preparing well in advance, work out with family what you're doing when at Christmas. So it gives everybody a chance to prepare for them. So we often say avoid surprises. So make sure beforehand that people know. So if you're going to a family member's house, think about what things that that person with dementia might need. Can they stay over? Can we not? Have they been there before? Is it familiar? Is it not familiar? And then again, this can be quite individual about how much you involve the person with dementia in preparations. Some people, you can involve them quite a lot with wrapping with presents, putting Christmas decorations up, things like that around the house so they're aware that Christmas is coming up. Some people use a calendar across the days off to count down for Christmas. Other people, that's too confusing for them and they can't follow it. So it's just about preparing them in advance that Christmas is coming up. And actually, you know, they may need reminding on the day two or three times that today's Christmas Day. Other people, it might be more just about joining in the celebration, but not them not remembering it's Christmas Day. And that's absolutely fine. It's about them having fun and being with family rather than remembering what Christmas is. With family and friends, you know, sometimes at Christmas we're seeing people we haven't seen for a long time. What's the best way to prepare other people that you haven't seen for a while for how your situation currently is? Um, so we often talk about preparing families and friendly. So have a think about what that person may need on that day. So if you go into a friend's house, it might be about actually they struggle to hold a long conversation. So when you ask questions, keep them simple. Yes, no answers work quite well. Being aware that the person with dementia may want to go and sit in a quiet room. So actually they've had enough. So having some kind of quiet space is important for them. Dementia UK produced a, a leaflet on tips for communication, which can be quite good to give to family and friends to read beforehand. And that goes through things of actually not overwhelming somebody. So, you know, kind of the prime example would be saying, oh, what would you like to drink? And then reeling off a big list of options that they've got. It's too overwhelming for them to ask them if they want a drink, then ask them if they want a soft drink or an alcoholic drink. Then, you know, sometimes actually showing them a bottle of wine or a beer so they can choose can help because they can visualise something. And obviously, if they're going to have difficulties, do they need help going to the toilet? Just so that family are aware that if they do start to head in that direction, someone might need to just watch them, help them undo their belt and things like that. And then again, around food or drink, some people can have some kind of swallowing difficulties. So they may need the food chopping up. And actually that's for their dignity, that's easier to do in the kitchen rather than in front of them at the table. So their food's coming a little bit more chopped up than somebody else's, making sure that the veg is soft for them, even if everyone else likes it kind of al dente. So it's things, those things to think through beforehand. Sort of smoothing the path so that it's straightforward as it can be for everybody and that everybody yeah. that's with you for Christmas understands the situation. Yeah, so it's making them aware that they're doing, you know, introducing themselves as well. So if it's someone they've not seen for a while, it might be about 
just, you know, kind of going, I'm your your cousin, Rachel. <laughs> just so that them trying not being confused, that you can kind of introduce it in a very soft way just to remind them who people are. Being helpful with the way that you say things yes. can make a big difference. Yeah. yeah. So what about things like alcohol? Obviously, it's nice for people to have a drink. Check first with the pharmacy if people are on medication. Pharmacists will know. Some medications, alcohols are no, go. Others, it's in moderation. And again, it's in moderation, so it's timing things. So obviously, there's a lot of uh, non-alcoholic beers or low-alcohol stuff. So sometimes having those for the person with dementia can be good. Being aware that alcohol can affect them differently. So they can have one small glass of wine and that might be enough for them. And sometimes if the person hasn't got capacity to choose it's just you monitor somebody else monitoring so if if the wine glass keeps getting topped up that person with dementia may not remember how much they've had so actually somebody else may need to just keep an eye on how much they've had Um, and obviously you know including them and even if they're having a soft drink still putting that in a, a nice wine glass so they feel as though they're included as well that's very important isn't it to not make someone feel as if they're not part of it in some way and how important are things like routines, things that you, you're you used to doing at home, if you're in a, a different place, might not be so easy to do. Or even if you're at home and you've got visitors, that changes things, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's being aware of people's routines and how these can affect people. Some people with dementia, changing a routine can really confuse them and put them out of, of kilter for quite a while. Sometimes changing a routine, we can't we can't avoid changing that routine. So actually, it's just family being aware that they may be a little bit more disorientated and they may need a little bit more help during that day. Sometimes trying to keep the routine, it might be saying to the family, actually, if you're coming, you need to come early and leave early. We can't have evening drinks anymore because that's not a good time. People with dementia can have good days and bad days or good times. So some people are better on the morning, some people are better on the afternoon. So as a carer, you often know what time of day suits your person with dementia. Sometimes it's about trying to fit family in during those times and also not forgetting that yes Christmas day is Christmas day but sometimes it's about spreading it over the the three days so sometimes they, some can come Christmas Eve some come Christmas day some come Boxing Day or even the day after rather than overwhelming everybody in the same day actually it might be more you know we often refer to it as a Christmas period spread it out over that Christmas period rather than one day to do it so it's not too much at once yeah, so it's not all too much at once because people with dementia can become overwhelmed quite quickly. And Christmas can also be a time of feeling a sort of sense of loss for Christmas's past and how things might have been before. Is that something that you get calls about on the helpline? Yeah, so often a lot of people, Christmas is, is a struggle. Um, you know, there may be grief associated with, you know, often we look back and go, oh, they could do this last year and they can't do this year or somebody might have been at home last year and now in a care home. So we often say to carers, it's about doing what's right for you. So when we grieve, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. Everybody does it very differently. So actually it's about reflecting on what what you want to do. So for some people, it might not be cooking a big meal or going somewhere. For other people, it may be about doing something different, going away for Christmas because that person's no longer with us. Some people, it might be just spending it on their own, reflecting, having a day under the duvet, um, you know, so it's more about doing, you know, we often say to people, don't forget to do what's right for you, rather than what was tradition or what was the norm for families. And if you're someone who has dementia, the experience of Christmas could perhaps be difficult as well because of 
the symptoms that they're experiencing. Yeah, so some people with dementia really struggle with Christmas. So we often say to carers, kind of try and try not put too much in place. So some people try and make Christmas really special and plan lots of stuff, which is fine. But actually, it's about knowing that not all those plans might go ahead, that actually the person with dementia might become tired. So you leave early or you ask guests to leave early. Things like Christmas decorations. So somebody that, that may have hallucinations, put in a tree up in a corner of a room can trigger those hallucinations and they may think that it, it's a real tree or it starts to move. So it may be about altering sometimes that, yes, put the Christmas decorations out, but actually if they're triggering someone's hallucinations, it might be about putting the tree not next to the television and putting it in the hall so it's not in somebody's eye sight. So it's it's about making adjustments that suit the person with dementia. So some people, twinkly lights are not good, so put them on a setting where they're on constant. It's making those changes and adapting. And Christmas can also, these sort of festival times might be when family are getting together that you start to notice perhaps for the first time that someone's experiencing symptoms that could perhaps be dementia. Is that something you've come across? Yeah, so um, before I did this role, I worked on the Admiral Nurse Helpline for a number of years and January was always peak season for people calling, going, I've seen my relative over Christmas and I'm concerned about them. So obviously the helpline is open. It's only close Christmas Day. So it's open all over the Christmas period. That is there for people to phone with any concerns. And obviously we can go through, but, you know, we, we don't diagnose people on the helpline, but actually we can kind of go, yes, I think you need to get that person checked out by the GP. Or it may be that some of the signs and symptoms don't add up and we can advise, you know, alternative advice on that. What kind of symptoms are people mentioning so it's usually around uh, people's abilities to, to complete tasks. So you may have had a parent that always did a fantastic Christmas dinner and this year there was there was elements of it that weren't great. Or you may find family that when you're having conversations that they're struggling with the conversation. So sometimes people have what we call word finding difficulties. So them kind of naming everything at Christmas. So a lot of stuff comes out at Christmas that we never use. <laughs> the rest of the year and they may forget what certain things are called so you know things like pigs and blankets and turkeys they'll kind of talk around it but won't know its name um some people may just notice that they're, they're struggling because you spend a long time with somebody so uh, when we people in early stages of dementia we often cover as we all do that we kind of when we make faults small mistakes we try to cover over them and obviously if you go to see a relative for an hour or a couple of hours you may not notice it but when you spend a long period of time you may notice things like that they may wear the same clothes. They may not remember something that you asked them last week. Um, they may mix people up. If they've got lots of children, they may forget which child's doing what. So any symptoms like that? I mean, obviously you can call the helpline and, and get advice. Yeah. But perhaps would you then advise go and see the GP and investigate things further? That's not always easy if the person themselves doesn't recognise that there's anything wrong. Yes. So obviously we say first first and foremost, you can phone the helpline and we'll we'll talk through the options. Majority of the time we suggest about going to the GP because if you're concerned enough to contact up with something going on, it may not be dementia. But obviously, obviously go, always going to the GP. In terms of encouraging the person with the concerns to go, that can be quite challenging. There is different ways to do it. But what we usually advise is you phone the helpline and we'll talk through cases on an individual basis of actually how is the best way to get your relative um, to the GP 
because we'll do things like assess risk. So is there something immediate that we need to, you know, is this person unsafe now? Or actually, are they all right? And have we got a period of time to have a conversation with them and bring them round to going to the GP in a couple of months' time? So we we'd assess that level of risk as to how quick somebody needs to be at a GP. So in terms of the helpline, you've said it's 24 hours a day. Or how, how do we access that? What's the phone number for that? So the phone number for the helpline is 800 or if you just Google Dementia UK, we're the first that come up and it's at the top of the website. And obviously it's open nine till nine during the week and nine till five at a weekend. Sometimes you can't always get through, but if you leave a message, we usually get back to you the same day or the following morning, depending on how late in the day that you call us. Or we offer, um, people can email, but online there's a, a form that you fill in. So it says contact us and you put your name and your details and you can type in the box underneath what your concerns are. Sometimes we'll email back suggesting that it may be good to call you to discuss it further. Or sometimes it's a simple question that we can just answer, reply in an email. Or the other option is we offer virtual appointments so you can book them. You usually have to wait two or three weeks for an appointment. So it's something you kind of think, oh, I need to speak to somebody the next couple of days. Calling is the the quickest way. Um, But as I say, we do have these virtual when it's, virtual appointments and they're 45 minute long and they can either be telephone or zoom whichever the, the person prefers to do and who can call you anybody at all anybody so if you're concerned about a neighbor you can give us a call if it's a relative give us a call if it's a friend it can be anybody so if you're a relative and you've got people coming to stay that you know have got dementia over christmas and you want to give us a call to go I've got a friend coming to stay at Christmas, got dementia, what can I do to help? We get people like that calling. So, you know, if you're worried about how to look after a relative at Christmas, you can give us a call and we can give you some hints and tips. There's also an awful lot of information on the Dementia UK website. We produce an awful lot of leaflets or videos for people to watch as well. So we often point people in that direction to have a a read through some of the information online as well. And is it just people in the UK that can call you? Um, No, so we can only offer advice usually to to uk residents so usually if someone calls from abroad we can't call them back so we usually say email if you're abroad and you email so if you've got a relative in the uk and you're abroad you know working abroad or something like that then by all means contact us we do we don't say no so if somebody phones up and answers the phone and is in another country we can try and advise them but obviously we don't know how their medical systems work or anything like that so if you're trying to get a diagnosis in spain we wouldn't know how that works but if somebody just wants some help we never we never say no to anybody thank you very much to admiral nurse rachel webb from dementia uk the helpline number that we talked about again is 0800 888 or you can just search online for dementia uk If you found things that have worked for you around Christmas or even things that haven't, why don't you let me know? You can find me on socials at Discovering Dementia or Dementia Podcast. Bye for now.